Hello, hello and welcome. We are back. It's Trucking Answers. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with my co-host, Gracie, who is laying right here. Gracie, Gracie. She moved just the end of her tail, so she will be here to give her opinion on whatever is happening in the news. This is the trucking podcast that other podcasts listen to to figure out what they're going to talk about. That's right. And we get to expand on the YouTube channel and say more than we could there. We talk also about current events. Not just trucking, we also have some automotive news and yet another reason we are not on Mars in this unabridged episode. Do you know why we don't live on Mars? Because there's a bunch of dumb, idiot, stupid, moronic people that live on this planet that waste all of our resources. So we have to take care of them with dry cheese sandwiches. And so we can't go live on Mars where we should be living. Boy, it'd be nice to already be there, uh, wouldn't it? But that's probably not going to happen for some time. On a podcast, you can talk about almost anything you want to talk about because you own the podcast. So that is exactly what we're going to do here. As a public service announcement, we announced that starting July 16, 2022, there's a new suicide prevention hotline. It is 988. Okay. Dial from any phone, pay phone if you can find one, any home phone, any cell phone. Uh, haven't tried it, okay, but that's what they're saying. That is the new suicide prevention hotline. I'm not here to look. I'm not here to talk you out of anything, okay? You already made a decision. All I'm asking you to do is talk. That's it, okay? So down 988. Just uh, have a chat. It's anonymous. You don't have to give any information. You know, they're not tracking you. They're not going to come and find you. But look, everything's worth talking about. So how about down 988, okay? And uh, just give a talk. There's people there 24-7, 365, ready to listen. We want to put out our sympathies to the Trump family. Ivana Trump has passed away at 73 years old. Uh, the mother of Ivanka, uh, Don Jr., right? Uh, Donald Trump's wife, previous wife. So Ivana Trump dies at 73, and sympathies go to the Trump family at this time. In an article headline that you don't see all the time, it says... I thought my husband was constipated. Actually, he had a water bottle in his butt. And so that's the kind of thing that you just have to click on and read about. And in fact, uh, yeah, there is a gentleman who uh, was constipated and had severe abdominal pain. And he told his wife, oh, I don't know what the story is, you know, I don't know. So she made him eventually go to the hospital and, uh, and an x-ray, which is in the article here, there is, in fact, a water bottle up his butt. And then he actually admitted to putting it there because how else would it get there, really? I guess someone else could do it for you. But uh, And he said he put it in the large side first so that he could use the bottle cap as a handle to remove it. But, um, you know, doctors had to take it out because I guess it got stuck. Um, even think of a small water bottle and your butt. So um, <laughs> I almost got to say buttocks, but I didn't. So I'm just going to say it anyways on the podcast, that's uh, that's basically the medical article of the century right there. In our science segment, because, let's face it, I'm a huge science nerd, we find Terrence Howard in the news. Do you know who Terrence Howard is? He's an actor, okay? I don't think I've seen him in anything. I was looking over his uh, biography, but you might have. He was in the first Iron Man movie, among other things. Now, he's invented what's called teriology. It's a new logic. Yeah, so I'm all about logic. So I'm like, okay, and so his logic will be used to prove uh, the statement that one times one equals two. He says, how can it equal one? 
He said if 1 times 1 equals 1, that means that 2 is of no value because 1 times itself has no effect. 1 times 1 equals 2 because the square root of 4 is 2. So what's the square root of 2? Should be 1, but we're told it's 2, and that cannot be. All right, brilliant. He's over in Uganda right now. That's why he's in the news, because he he's uh, purportedly made some kind of new hydrogen discovery. He claims to have a doctorate of uh, engineering degree from a college that doesn't offer that program, which is pretty sweet. Uh, and he said that uh, gravity is uh, not actually a force, but just an effect. So I don't know where we go with this. I mean, I thought gravity wasn't just a good idea. It's the law. <laughs> I thought we had this kind of settled, but okay. And I would like to uh, see how one times one, you know, equals two is going to be proven out by his mathematics. The problem is over in Uganda and uh, some other, uh, you know, countries that uh, Donald Trump had interesting words for, which probably are accurate. People are going to believe what he has to say. And he's over there trying to, of course, gather money for his experiments because he's going to solve the food problem through drones and their security issues because the country's forever at war with everybody and uh, all their problems based on teriology. And uh, so that's pretty awesome. I'm going to he's been married, by the way, three times, five times, but to three women. So go figure that out. All right. Uh, worse than Elizabeth Taylor, really. What I'm suggesting here is that 1 times 1 equals 2, probably not going to fly anywhere uh, anytime soon because, you know, numbers times themselves. So 1 times 1 is generally considered to be 1, okay, not 2. I'd like to read what he has to say. I'm always up for new scientific articles and breakthroughs. Certainly gravity, I think, would be pretty interesting if it's an effect. It's an effect of what? You know, that's that's what he doesn't really explain. Oh, well, you know, he said, I'm working on pat patents and stuff. You know, we wouldn't get a patent for a scientific thing like that. We'd want to have it published in some scientific journal. Hopefully, he'll do that. I love when actors come out with these kind of things, and it doesn't mean that they're not smart. Certainly, many actors have, you know, a legitimate, uh, you know, real PhDs from actual universities. But here we go, another actor trying to scrounge up money overseas from people that really don't understand what he's talking about. And so he shows up there and like, oh, look at this big star, you know, relatively big star. I'd say B minus list star, but relatively big star. And so the money comes flowing. So I'm getting my plane ticket ready right now. I saw this on the news, and I think this is something uh, to be discussed. There are people that are all griping now, oh, with this new court ruling, right, that marriage equality is going to go away. And I think these people here are fighting the same wrong fight that drivers are fighting on the AB5 front. They're fighting the wrong people, okay? They're looking at it the wrong way. Uh, people, of course, on the LGBTQA plus minus uh, CL, whatever all these letters are, are out there talking about, well, you know, we just wanted marriage equality, and so now, you know, the right is going to take that away from us. Here's what you should be saying, I think. Um, why do you have to go to the government to get permission to be with somebody your whole life? What we've done over the years is take marriage from where it should be, which is a religious institution only, and said, you know what, I would like to be with this person the rest of my life 
And so then the government's like, fine, give us $50 and you can do that. I mean, why do you have to go beg the government in a free society to do to do that? If you feel like uh, some religious for some religious reason, whatever your uh, persuasion of religion is, uh, you know, that you need to go and sanctify that in front of, you know, a stranger and a bunch of people in a church or in a meadow, whatever it is, bang gongs together. I don't care how you do it. Go do that. Okay, but the government shouldn't be involved in any of it from, uh, you know, between two men, uh, two women, a man and a woman, a man and four women, 16 men and a woman, whatever it is. It's up to the government who you spend your life with and that we allow the government to to say, look, you can't do this unless you pay us, you know, you know, a fine. Basically, we're going to extort 50 bucks, 60 bucks, whatever it is out of you. Uh, you know, it's sad that it's worked that way. And a lot of it came down to taxation, of course, where everybody, I think everybody should just be taxed individually. Okay. Whatever you make, you get taxed on, you know, and whatever your spouse makes, whatever anybody else, everybody gets their own. There's only a single form. Everybody's an individual. And then if you want to spend your life with somebody, go ahead. But to go, now you're going to, now people are going to beg the government and say, look, we, we want to be able to pay you a fee also like everybody else does. No. There shouldn't be any of that, right? We should be thinking, why is the government involved in this? That's the question you should ask about everything. Any kind of fee. Why do you have to pay the government $12 to go fish, okay? <laughs> you know, all these kind of dumb things, you know, the, all these kind of stupid, uh, idiotic things that people just agree to. Look what we've gotten ourselves. You know, 150 years ago, you didn't have these problems. You got to go, now you have to go beg the government for every single thing you want to do. There's some kind of fee or what are you better have a license for this? You better have a better have paid your fee. You better pay. Oh, married. You want to spend your life with that person? Well, you're going to need to go tell the government. Here's thirty seven dollars. I actually don't know what it is in Indiana now. Each state's a little bit different. Also, there's different rules and stuff. Well, you can't do it unless you do this. Why? Why should it be up to them? Choose uh, how you want to do it. And if you feel there's a religious component, go ahead. But stop. Stop demanding that the government, uh, you know, charge everybody for this kind of stuff that should never have been in the government's, uh, you know, building in their offices anyways. And there was a poll out on one of these trucking websites. How do you feel about old school trucking, it said. And so there were several answers. And I thought, you know, old school trucking. What exactly is old? Am I old enough to be old school trucking? Haven't started driven in 88? Maybe. Maybe I was just getting in when the industry was getting deregulated, getting its legs on the ground and running. And I think this is, uh, you know, this is an effect of what trucking is, where people writing to me saying, oh, Mark, you know, I'm making good money, $1,600, $1,800 a week or whatever, you know, and I'm like, oh, um, I don't know about that because in 2000, for example, I made 70 grand in 2000 over the road. Okay, 70 grand. Well, <laughs> I uh, went to the online calculator there. How much is it this year? You know, just with inflation over those years, that what to this year, you'd have to make $120,000 to equal that money that I made then. So people that come to me and go, and I'm seeing ads all over the place, $80,000, $90,000 over the road. Okay, okay, but that, you know, the the pay doesn't really increase in trucking. It seems like it's gone up in the last couple of years because it was so low. 
you know, $50,000 just a few years ago was considered pretty good money. $60,000, $65,000. People were like all excited. And I'm like, I made that, you know, at the turn of the century, I was making that much money. And then people before me that had started driving in before me were making more money than that when I started. So as the years go by, inflation, which nobody ever takes into account, reduces your real wages. And I don't think trucking, the pay has gone up, you know, at all. Now, is trucking better? Well, it, yes and no. I mean, the equipment certainly is way better. You know, I started out on the road with a 36-inch sit-in sleeper. And you had to move your stuff off the bed to the passenger seat or the floor. And sometimes I didn't have a seat, depending on the company. And then put it back in the passenger seat so you could have your map and stuff up there because you needed it to drive. And the trucks didn't ride like they do now. They're all super nice. You can see with the LED lights. I mean, there's a lot of benefits to the equipment, certainly. But parking was better then. You could get parking. You know, the pay was certainly better, I think. Even even years ago, the pay was better. The pay isn't nearly on instant parity with what it used to be. Although people feel it is because that's why the industry likes to get new people into the industry. So people coming in from the industry are making $400, $500 a week, you know, maybe $700 a week at a factory. And they go in and start making $1,200, $1,300 a week, then go to $1,500. I'm like, oh, holy mackerel, this is great money. But really, it isn't good money because it's making that money. I was making that in 2000. Okay, and then people before me were making that and more 20 years before I started in there. You know, in the 88, so in 78, people were making, you know, more than I was in 2000. So the pay is a part of the issue. And of course, these large carriers and really a lot of carriers, you know, just make the work onerous and not as fun as it could be with all their tracking and downloading although you know you get paid you can get paid better it's, it's good and bad right so you can get instant pay some places pay you every couple days i've seen places pay you every load you turn a load in they pay you initially we had to bring our paperwork back at the end of the week and then they had started this thing called trip pack which some people remember you would take envelopes with you to work I would usually grab a handful of them and every time you had a load all the whatever the paperwork for that load was went in this envelope and every truck stop around had a trip pack box and you just throw the envelope in this box and it was supposedly overnight delivery maybe next day maybe the depending what time it was in there and your company would get your trip packs and always at the end of the week whatever pay cutoff was you're always curious about that one you wanted to try to get that one in the box on time, you know, the pickup time of the box so that you could get it back and so you could get paid on it. And usually the truck stops had some of these envelopes and I would always grab them at work and you took them with you and that's how it worked. And you'd find somebody else, hey, you got a trip back envelope? Absolutely. You know, from your own company because they were addressed to each company. And that's how that used to work. And then they went to Transflow in the truck stops and now people do it for, right from their cab or from their phone. They've already had stuff on their phone. And uh, I never transflowed from the cab, but I had heard about it. And now people just send it right in electronically. So that kind of thing, super helpful. Always kept your paperwork. When you transflowed it in, you'd have to make copies of it if you wanted to keep your paperwork. Some of that stuff, very helpful. Now, though, try to find parking at 9 p.m. around a large city. Can't do it, right? You're videoed all day. You're being watched by some goober has no freaking idea about anything. Brettley, who's going to come and talk to you? 
you know, about your 12 seconds of driving that he thinks you, maybe you went over the line a little too much on that corner and maybe you should do better. So hopefully you'll think about what you did and uh, put you in the corner. And if you get a couple more times, you got to go talk to Brett Lee, then you're talking to HR to be fired. So that kind of the industry down, right down. Part of it up, part of it down. So is old school better? Well, I don't know. I always like progress. We, You had to go in and use a payphone if you wanted to call your family. You know, you'd wait in line or be in the J in one of those little booths that they had with the little seat in there. And you could call your family. You had a little phone card. You could either buy a card. Oh, I remember those were, were big. I almost got into that where you could sell the phone cards, right? And, uh, you know, oh, have 500 minutes on it or 1,000 minutes. And then you'd get a card that just um, let you type a number in and it would charge it to your home phone. You'd call your house, but it was charged to your home phone. Sprint phone card, F-O-N card. So you could make calls. So you could call your family. Now, boom, hit them a message, a FaceTime, right? All that stuff. Send them a t- text immediately. Well, you're stopped somewhere, of course. But then the downside of the phones, right? They're always watching for your phone. You can't do anything. Some, one driver wrote to me that he got in trouble for changing podcasts. Okay, he was listening to a podcast, hopefully this one, and then went to listen to a different podcast, probably because he'd listened to all my podcasts. And he got in trouble because he had tapped his phone twice. He's only allowed to touch it one time. I mean, come on. Come on, really? We're going to do this? This is how it's going to be? And then, uh, then companies are like, oh, I don't know. Well, we can't get any people, you know. We can't get people to work. Although, over the years, I've really not had a problem getting a job, even initially, without uh, training. I had some local work, but to get over the road, no training. And I never really have had a problem over all the years finding another job if I wanted one. And that's always been the good part of trucking, which is as long as you keep a good record and have a license up to date and can pass a one-year physical, you can get a job. Most companies are saying one year now. I'm seeing that, by the way. So people that are doing a six-month or whatever, it's getting a little bit more difficult. They're weeding people out of the industry because they know that once you get to that point, you've probably been in the industry for a while, probably. And they don't want you because you remember you're the Pepperidge Farm of trucking, right? So you know that, dang it, this pay isn't going anywhere over all these years. And like, get this person out of here. We want somebody who appreciates our low pay, not somebody who understands that the pay keeps going down instead of going up, even though it seems like it's going up. One times one might not equal two, but 70000 in 2000 is 120000 today. And I don't really see that advertised at most places, hundred twenty grand to uh, to go in and work. So that's why I know the pay is going down, and I'm not really super happy about it. You're being controlled at the top, and the pay is coming out of your wallet at the bottom, unlike a water bottle. Our friends at the American Trucking Association have a new program, yep, called Women in Motion, W-I-M, WIM. And they are going to promote getting women in the industry. And so, of course, I don't support that because it only it discriminates, which I don't like. Uh, I support getting people, the best people, how about that, in the industry, not just women. So I don't want women in the industry that don't want to be here. And I don't want men in the industry that don't want to be here. I want the best people overall, whoever that is. So I'm not going to support this, but it does have two drivers on it of about the list of around 25 people that are initial members two of them 
our drivers. One for Old Dominion. I don't remember the other one. It was some small or some place I never heard of. Red, not Red Wing. I don't know. I could go look it up, but you know what? I'm just not going to do it because I don't care about the ATA that much. What they want to do, of course, is get more women in the industry. Why? Because they basically exhausted all their, all the men that are willing to come and do it. England has gone through, as we saw from that lawsuit, <laughs> in just a number of years where England had the data breach, uh, they had quarter million, almost 250,000 people have lost data on. How many people does England go through a year? Okay, and this is the thing about a private company. We don't know. They, won't, they don't release the numbers because they're private. It, but I bet it would be amazing to find out what their turnover rate is, considering how many people had their data breached at that place or supposedly had their data breached according to a lawsuit, recent lawsuit. So basically, between all these companies, they've gone through millions and millions of people, and there's not that many more people that can be duped into getting into trucking. So now they're like, well, you know what? Let's go get our next group of dupers, women. So let's trot out a couple of women. And then they have like this woman from Baylor. There's a woman that runs Baylor. I don't remember her name. Kathy? Carol? I don't remember. Her last name? Baylor. Huh. So uh, to get women in trucking, how did she get in trucking? Her dad, a man, started a trucking company and gave her a job. Okay, let's be honest about it. Let's be honest about that. Would she be running Baylor if not for her father? People could say what they want. She's doing a good job, whatever, whatever. Okay. If her dad didn't start the place, would she be running the place? That's my question. That's all the question is. If a man didn't give her the opportunity, where would she be? Hang on. Gracie is interrupting me. What? Okay. So apparently she's third generation, right? It was not her father. Regardless of that, Chester Baylor ran, started Baylor. And because of the men before her is why she's there. And look, let's be honest. Would she be running Baylor Trucking if she was just some yahoo from the outside? Answer, no. Right? Because that's how she got her job. Has she a driver? No. Okay, so she's going to encourage women to get into trucking when she didn't even have to go through the normal channels that any other woman has to go through to get either a management position or a driver role or anything like that. This is why, you know, these large corporations uh, like the ATA, it's just a big corporate place. It's all ridiculous getting people in like that. I think that's a ridiculous way to do it. What they're really saying is, look, go have a family member start a trucking company and then wait. Okay, and eventually they'll promote you just because of your name. Okay, that's how you will get where you're going. Have you ever heard of Drivery dash cams? Drivery, it's a new kind of cam, and they call it a dash cam, but you know what? It's one of these driver-facing cameras that we all love so much. And it says that it helps bring out the best in drivers. And, of course, they have some drivers on there talking, you know, some brown-nosed suck-up, their head stuck up somebody's butt drivers talking about how great it is. Oh, it's so great to have this. But you're saying, look, Mark, I'm already surveilled by the camera that I have. Why is this one better? Well, <laughs> this one, and this is what they're touting as how great it is that the camera can give you not just negative feedback, but positive feedback. There are some cameras now that watch you and give you immediate negative feedback. Like 
you're drinking a drink or it sees something in your hand and it immediately chastises you. Well, this camera can give you positive feedback. So it watches you and the road and everything. And it determines, uh, you know, if you're driving in a good way and it will give you positive feedback. You are driving in an excellent manner. Thank you for being a safe driver. I mean, I cannot imagine what it says. It says real-time coaching. Real-time. Drivers can receive instant performance feedback through Netrodyne's driver application as well as real-time coaching through audible in-cab alerts or virtual coaching. I mean... (laughs) It says it piques the interest of drivers who otherwise wouldn't have taken safe driving seriously. Really? So I'm somebody who doesn't take safe driving seriously until I'm coached by my camera. It, it's even worse than a traditional camera where the traditional camera has Brettley in the office come out and talk to you about your driving and he has no idea how to drive. Here, the camera talks to you about driving. Not only does it not have any idea how to drive, it isn't even real. (laughs) It's not even a person. Brentley is basically a person, although an idiot with a hair bun. But it's still not, this is not even a person. It says that uh, this will result in improved driver retention. Really? So this is how far removed from reality these companies are. I would like to hear from anybody who was considering leaving a job, a drugging job, but said, you know what? I'm staying because I'm being coached by my drive cam, either positive or negative, whatever it is, because it says um, drivers would much rather, much prefer transparency and encouragement over being browbeaten into compliance. Okay, but I'm being coached by a camera. And I shouldn't be browbeaten into compliance or encouraged by a non-real object, by just some camera. Either way, it's complete stupidity. And this is why trucking companies can't find people. And I always tell people, you know, be very careful if you go to a place that has a camera. If you're there and they put cameras in, it's one thing to stay. But when you're looking around and these cameras, you know, we should have taken care of this years ago, but nobody will stand up and do anything as we see and now you get this, and not only are you getting bad behavior, but you're getting good, good behavior. With Netrodyne's advanced technology, safety managers can identify good and bad driving behavior and work with drivers in a seamless and frictionless manner to identify and set goals for the organization. What a bunch of corporate crapola. I mean, no wonder drivers go to work at a company where there's 10 people because you don't have this... Uh, frictionless uh, goals for the organization at a small place. You just expect it to go do your job and not have any problems, okay? Netrodyne, and here's the thing. Here's what, this is what I'm telling you, okay? What what do companies always say? Almost every company, including where I'm at, they say, oh, well, the camera only looks at you when you set it off, right? That's the only time they're watching you. That's what companies say, right? What have I always said? False, right? Total lie and also not true. Why? The cameras themselves say that's not true. 
Every camera manufacturer of all these stupid driver-facing cameras says the same thing. We And they put it in their websites to tout how great their cameras are. You can watch your drivers all the time, including and in real time. So every once I get somebody writes me, Mark, you're not telling the truth. Listen to me. The cameras makers themselves say that companies can watch you all the time and in real time and that they're recording all the time. All right. They all say it. They can go back for weeks to pick it out uh, because it says in there, look, if you had an incident and somebody's accused of a damage or whatever, you can go back 14 days and look at all the video. So I don't want to hear about it. What does it say here? Netrodyne. This is the people that make this camera. They collect and analyze the entire drive time. Every second and every mile. That's what it says. Okay. They create a driver profile around specific driver behavior, whether positive or negative. Well, if it isn't recording all the time, how would they do that? Huh? Okay, so suck it. They they totally record the whole time, use it, analyze it, and everything else. You're being recorded all the time, including if you are parked. When you park, cover the freaking camera. All right? Cover it. The one that faces inside. And really outside if you want to. But the inside camera, cover it. Tape it or throw your curtains in front of it or whatever you want to do. But you are being watched all the time by that camera. They say it. The people that are making the camera. Okay? That's what it says. Why do you think they do that? Because they want to watch you all the time. And they use this and your image and likeness and everything else to advance their systems, make them money, save the company money, presumably on insurance. Although, you know, I'm still seeing that insurance isn't really giving a discount on these kind of cameras. So, and that they record, reward positive performance. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard of. You think I care if a camera thinks I'm a good driver? Oh my God, that's just complete stupidity. Companies that fall into this, uh, you know, where they think, oh, well, we're going to use a camera and record reward performance and we're going to get driver retention out of it. Come on. Come on. Do you think drivers are staying because of a camera? I want to hear from anybody who has stayed because the camera is positively rewarding them. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. Hey, well, you know, it's going to leave. But the camera thinks I should stay. Maybe you could have a conversation with it. Well, camera, what do you think I should do? You should not leave. We have video of all the things you do in the truck. Okay, well, can we? what can we do about that? Just stay here or will we release the video? I mean, come on. So the stuff that you do in the truck at night, okay, cover the camera. Whatever is happening, and maybe nothing. I don't know what's happening. Cover it. They don't need to see you if you're not driving. They shouldn't be watching you when you are driving. But to say that they can't watch you, it's not possible, the camera doesn't do that, they say it right in the article. Oh, we every second and every mile. That's what it says. Okay. And they all do that. Lytics, all these other Rand McNally, whichever that one was. All of them that have come out with a camera say they can do it and they can go back for weeks. They can look back on stuff that has happened. Absolutely. But when I saw this with positive reinforcement, <laughs> why don't we do that with kids too then? Instead of a teacher, why don't we just put a camera in the room? 
the camera will watch the kids. Maybe Prime could do that with their trainers. Right? They could just have a camera. They're probably trying to figure that out now. You just want that's not a bad idea. Right? Okay, so Prime, because they're one that uh, you know I was gripe at for making, for having uh, nobody is made to do anything. You can always quit for having a program where the trainer sleeps and the trainee drives, even though they're still listed as a trainee and being paid as a trainee, they're teaming. Um, why don't they just have a camera? And the camera can give the trainee positive reinforcement. And so whatever that camera costs, $39 a month or whatever, that's way less than paying the other driver. So, uh, but look, <laughs> this is, I just can't get over it. I just can't get over that people buy into this and I don't know how many people are buying into it or how many are just straight up lying about it. You know, I w maybe that's what companies should do. And I always do gripe at them about that. I'd rather they were just honest about stuff. You know, at least I can respect you if you're honest so we can have a conversation. And I know where you stand. I want to know where people stand. So be honest about it. Don't lie about it. Oh, it's not possible. We're not doing that to people. Don't lie about it. Okay, just come out and say what you're doing. And then at least I know every time you talk to me, you're being honest with me. You know, I always tell people that at work or whatever. Hey, look, you know, if you ask me something, I'm going to tell you the answer. I'm going to tell you what I think about it, whether you like it or not. So don't ask me something you don't want the answer to. So I'm not going to brown nose you. You know, I'm not going to do any of that stuff. You know, and I'm uh, and they know that that's just how I am, because I, and I would rather people were like that with me. Tell me, uh, don't brown nose me. Don't say not like anybody can do that to me. Right. But don't say something that you don't believe just be honest about it. The company should say, we use a camera. It records you all the time. It's always recording 24 hours a day. And so, uh, you know, and that's what we do here. And be honest about it. Don't lie to people. There's your problem. There's some positive reinforcement. Be honest. Much rather you were honest about it. Yes, we have cameras in the trucks and they record all the time. No matter if you're driving, if you're stopped. And we can look at it and we can go back on it. And then at least we're and then we know where we stand on. I know every time I ask you something, you're going to be honest. But when I hear this stuff, like it doesn't record and all that. Here's another example of the manufacturer itself saying that it records all the time. Don't ever think that that six seconds or 10, 12, whatever, 30 seconds it is at your company. That's the only time it's recording. That is complete and utter belogany. And that's. That is the truth of, uh, you know, some reinforcement that some people need to hear. So as the last thought here, I was looking on their website and it turns out they will award you a star for safe driving. Yeah, the camera awards you stars for safe driving. Isn't that great? I mean, how impersonal can driving get? You're already away from your home for a week, sometimes weeks at a time, all over the country. Got a FaceTime with your family or whatever, which is better than just a phone, I guess. And then they can't even be bothered, the company, to tell you, hey, you know what? You're doing a good job. They got to they gotta offshore that to some camera. <laughs> the camera, you have been doing an excellent job here. Okay, here is a gold star. And then your phone dings. Ding. Uh-oh. I got a gold star from the Netrodyne camera system. Wow. I think I'll never quit this company. Do companies ever wonder why no one works there? Hey, you in the back asking you, come on, gold star. They'd award you gold star. I swear to you, it's on the website. It's on their website. I can't make this stuff up. 
Maybe when you get home, if that ever happens, Netrodyne has mailed you a gold star sticker and you can install it onto your shirt or something like that. Maybe you can collect these stars kind of like um, the, uh, the SNH stamps, green stamps used to get for fueling. Maybe if you collect enough of them, you could send them in for a Marlboro jacket or something like that. For 40,000 stars, you can get a stuffed animal. You can get a stuffed Netrodyne dash cam. You can sleep at your house. I mean, come on. And as I always ask people, everybody, if they think these are so good, why aren't they in their car? Why don't they have a camera in their car? I have dash cams in my cars, okay, because I think it's a good idea. So if these camera where it watches you and awards gold stars, why wouldn't you have it in your car? Especially any of these people that have kids. You have teenagers. Why wouldn't you want that in their car to make them safe, right? Because they know what you know what I knew, which is what they're saying is a bunch of crap. And it doesn't change a driver. They should just hire safe drivers. This is garbage. I actually sent him an email uh, basically to tell him that it's garbage. And uh, I think it's all crap. And I hope that you'll tell your company when you quit that, you know what, this camera, this is why I'm quitting. I can live my life without getting a gold star from an inanimate object and think like that's a way to retain drivers. Companies have just freaking no clue about anything. No clue about anything. So now there is a new dealership opened in California, California from VinFast. Have you heard of them? No, it's not to make you uh, slim like Vin Rang, okay? <laughs> um, it is a car dealership, and VinFast is a company that makes vehicles, and they are Vietnamese. And I'll tell you, the one looked pretty cool. They're electric, so they stink, but um, because what? Texas is saying what? Don't, what did they say? Uh, can you not use so much electricity? And Tesla, as an aside, I'm already off on an aside. Tesla came out actually and emailed all their customers because it was in the press telling people not to charge their cars during the day to help ease the grid. Okay, Texas. Okay, there you go. So, but remember, hey, if you're poor, just go buy an electric car, you went up by gas. But then what do they say? Don't charge your car because it's too hot out. We need the electricity for other stuff. Brilliant. You want everybody to have an electric car? It's not time for that yet. Anyhow, VinFast has now, not a dealership, but kind of a showroom opened up in the mall. You remember like on Blues Brothers when they, uh, they went in, I think it was Orland Park Mall. I forget the name of the mall they went through, which has been demolished. <laughs> Go drive through the mall. He's like, wow, man. No, I see the Oldsmobiles are in early this year. 70, Oldsmobile 79. That was when mall, some malls had actual car dealerships in them. Go watch the movie if you haven't seen it. Man, this mall, this mall has everything. <laughs> okay, so back to what I was saying again as I get off on another tangent. So they have this showroom open up, and what I wanted to say about this, they're going to start selling cars here in the next couple of months. You can, you can put an order now, and then your car is going to be ready, and they're going to start selling them. Okay, so I want everybody, especially you Chevy owners, you put your Chevy pickup trucks and GMC pickup trucks that have a three as the first digit of your VIN where your vehicle is made in Mexico. Your American truck that you put all your American flags on it and drink your blats and Schlitz beer from and hooting and hollering 
and everything else and going mud bogging and all your other American stuff that you do. But the car's made in Mexico. This Vietnamese car is going to be made in North Carolina. All right. So, and Ford, look, Ford's no better. Fusion, Mexico, right? That kind of stuff. So, but pickup truck owners are always like, oh, we're so American. There are a lot of them are made in Mexico. Not all of them. Okay, Dodge makes some trucks there. Not all of them. Check your first digit of your VIN if you don't know where your vehicle is made. One and five are the United States. Two's Canada. Three's Mexico. Okay, one, four, and five are the United States, I should say. Okay, so and other any other letters or whatever you can go look up. Just put in, type in first digit of the VIN. There's a whole explanation for each country, but those are the main countries. One, four, five is the U.S., two, Canada, three, Mexico. That's where the assembly of the vehicle is on all vehicles sold in the United States. So I don't want to hear about how American your pickup truck is that's made in Mexico when a Vietnamese car company is opening a plant in the United States. Now, are they getting tax breaks? Probably. Okay, yes. Do I agree with that? No. But the only reason your pickup truck is made in Mexico, you know, people there are getting 5 $6 an hour and no benefits. Okay, so, uh, and your truck is $60,000. That's not great. All right, that's not a great plan. The union should have stopped that years ago. First car that went down there to be made, I would have closed every plant in the United States. That's how I would have done it as a union and said no car no car will be made until that plant closes. Okay, that's how you. I should have done it. Uh, then I wasn't head of uh, the UAW then, so that would have been a thing for me to do, but they're weak. Their members don't do anything about it because everybody is only concerned about themselves, and so they don't care about the whole unit, and now... Now that all these cars are made, there's nothing you can do about it. But just remember that if you have a car made in Mexico, Volkswagen makes a lot of cars there too. With this three digit and you're like, oh, I'm a, it's all American or whatever. And then the Vietnamese car company made here, Mercedes plant here, Hyundai plant, Kia. Okay, so don't BMW, right, in the United States. Right here by me, Subaru. So just want you to think about that. If the first digit uh, on uh, your VIN is a three, remember Vietnam is making cars in the United States with American workers and you are exploiting people for $5 an hour for a 50 or $60,000 pickup truck. Oh, and by the way, before you email me about this, the first digit of both of my cars is a one. Uh, just so you know, both made in union plants in the United States. So there you go. I think we all know how hard it can be when you don't have any money. So we go to Pittsburgh and we find a gentleman living in a basement apartment that is made from cinder block and only has an outside entrance like storm cellar doors. But he's down there and he's living his best life. Well, maybe not his best life because we find him this morning up early. Why? He's got a court appearance for driving with a suspended license. Oh, boy, this is a problem. But he's up early anyways. He puts on his best white tank top and cargo shorts and probably Crocs because they're terrible and heads to court. So he has his hearing at court and he's like, all right, I'm going to get out of here just in time to make it home to watch Sally Jesse Raphael because nobody wants to miss that. 
She comes on right after the Merv Griffin show. And as he's heading out, though, he sees somebody sitting on a bench. If you've ever been in court, there are benches everywhere. And he sits next to them, and they are having a conversation. And um, it turns out the deputy that was in there says, hey, you know, loser, basically beat it. So he goes to head out the door. No idea why, but it turns out, at that point, we didn't know why, but it turns out he knows the person that uh, this guy is talking to because she's a court reporter, okay? And she goes up to the deputy dude, <laughs> deputy dog, who she knows and says, hey, you know what? That guy that was just talking to me, he just tried to sell me Suboxone. Do you know what that is? I didn't either. It turns out it's uh, some kind of drug that people use that are hooked on drugs, okay? It says a narcotic used to relieve pain and treat opioid addiction, okay? So that's what that is, and he tried to sell her some. Well, the deputy goes hoofing it down the marble hallways, and our person is just turned a corner. Deputy grabs him, does a search. Yes, he has Suboxone on him. Huh? What do you know? It denies everything, of course. Denied, but if you denied it, you supplied it, so we all know it's true then. And he is immediately arrested, <laughs> okay, and taken back to jail. So now what do we have to do? We have to supply him with dry cheese sandwiches, bologna sandwiches with no mustard and everything else because he's what? An idiot. Okay. Here's the moral of the story. Number one, don't do drugs. How about that? Just say no. But also, if you're going to sell drugs, by the way, this was not his drugs. He did not have a prescription for this. So uh, the, if you're going to do this, try not selling it in the courthouse. Okay, that's like full of cops and other people in the legal profession where they all probably know each other if they work there. You can't just walk up to random people in a courthouse and offer to sell them drugs. So now his cinder block apartment in Pittsburgh sits vacant. He left the TV on. So Sally Jesse Raphael and her famous glasses are talking to no one. There's no one there because he's in his own cinder block cell. And the court reporter goes on with her day. Everybody gets on with their day except me and you who have all of our money taken from our check to support this guy. I just don't understand it. Please, just say no. And maybe we could say no to idiots in this country. That's why we don't get to Mars because we're wasting all of our money with them. And that wraps up our little excursion today. I hope that you will join me on the YouTube trucking channel and send all your missives and reasons why we're not on Mars to mark at truckinganswersnation.com. And we'll see you on the next podcast.